You're listening to Modern Marketing, a podcast brought to you by Influicity. At Influicity, we build brand communities that drive revenue. Learn more at Influicity.com. In today's episode, CEO John Davids and customer success manager Akriti Giawali of Influicity host our community event about how brands can utilize podcasting to extend their reach. The topic today is really about podcasts. And the inspiration for this is that a few days ago, might have been a week ago now, the Interactive Advertising Bureau came out with their 2022 podcast study and a lot of great information in there that we're going to share now. And there's so much that we talk about on a regular basis about podcasts because we make a lot of podcasts for a lot of brands. And when done right, they drive a very, very strong ROI, especially in the B2B space and in B2C also. But in B2B, it's like a really powerful, almost like a secret weapon. Those who know really, really know. So why don't we kick off here, Akriti? Why don't you share some highlights from the IAB report that came in and we'll go from there. Yeah, the report was really great. Like, you know, especially like right now with all this economic headwinds, like I didn't expect such a report to come. And I was like, when I saw the data, I was like, wow, this is crazy. So they said US podcast ad revenue grew by 26%. It's like $1.8 billion. And it's podcasting continues to be one of the fastest growing digital channels. So it's doing better than paid search, display, display, I could like, you know, I can understand, but better than social media, paid search, digital video, audio overall. So, and the crazy number is like, they are projecting a revenue of double than now for 2022 to 2025. They're projecting like almost $4 billion revenue by 2025. So yeah, this was a crazy- Insane jumps. That's, that's yeah. really a huge jump. And so is this revenue coming in? I don't know if there's any detail on this, but is this revenue coming in from any categories in particular? Did they say in terms of the kinds of advertising, any kind of specifics around who's actually spending this money and what they're spending it on? Yeah, it's there's like a long... If we go into all the details, the whole session is going to be into this. But yeah, I think financial services and arts, entertainment and media was like very high in terms of podcast ad revenue percentage. And there were more like, I don't have all the details, but these two are the ones that I really remember. John, if you remember more, please like- I Yeah, I saw a few. It. So yeah. financial services is up there. And and yeah. the reason finance is something that we pay close attention to is because it straddles both B2B and B2C. So mm-hmm. one of the things we look at when, when looking at podcast advertising is we say, okay, what is, what is a consumer worth to you? And what's your normal sales cycle? And the reason we look at those two things is because if you're selling candy bars or hamburgers or chewing gum, Yes, you can run an ad in a podcast and maybe there's a handful of the top 1% type podcasts that would be useful to be in. But for the most part, if you're selling something that is low ticket, low consideration, podcast is not a an ideal platform because it's it's not mass like running, you know, taking a, you know, an ad on on Facebook or doing a a spot on on sort of a national platform. But if you're selling something that's very niche, very targeted, and somewhat high ticket, like financial services could be selling a mortgage, for example, selling a business credit card, a line of credit. Those types of things tend to do extraordinarily well in podcasts because high consideration cycle, very high targeted, and and a high customer value. And so then with that information, you can say, okay, so what else would that apply to? Finance, of course, technology, any kind of high ticket consumer purchase. So vacations, 
cars, of course, mortgages, anything like that. And then on the business side, it's really almost everything because anything that you're selling into a business is going to be four-figure, five-figure, six-figure purchases or or much higher than that. And so that's where it, it comes in. Did you see anything like, like that in the report, Akriti? Yes, I did. Uh, now you uh, mentioned that, of course, financial arts entertainment was there. I think there was uh, pharmaceutical healthcare drug remedy remedies too. I think it drastically grew. I think they were like in 5% in 2021 or it went like to 7 or 8% in 2022. So most of the you know, the stuff that they put there in the chart, I don't have like, I don't remember each and every one, but the growth was drastic like for most of them through podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else? I know you had a few more findings. Yeah, I think I told you that they're projecting a revenue of double, like by 2025, $4 billion. And the it was podcasting is like one of the fastest growing digital channels out of every other, any other there, like social media or paid search or anything. So podcast won all of them, beat them. They were at 26%, while I think social media was 4% and digital video was around 19%. So highest was podcast. Digital video was 19%, you said? Yeah. And then social was grew by 4%. 4%, yeah. And podcast grew by 26%. Wow, that's pretty surprising. I, I'm actually surprised that social media, especially with the growth of... I mean, there's TikTok, of course, but yeah. even just more money being put into the existing social platforms. That that seems... that That's a number that I'm surprised by. Um, I, was, I was kind of shocked too, to see those numbers. Yeah. By the way, for all the listeners uh, tuning in now, if you have questions, we got a bunch of questions in ahead of time. We will get to those over the next 30 minutes or so. And if you have questions, feel free to put them into the chat area or the Q&A area. We'll get to them. Akriti, didn't you say when we chatted before this, you mentioned that there were a few other strategies or, or things that you were sort of thinking about? Do you want to dig into that? Yeah, sure. Like, you know, most of my clients, like when I talk to clients and when podcast comes up, it's always about why are there so many podcasts that fail, right? And how can we avoid by not failing, like when you have a podcast, I think this is very important. And I always tell them like, people plan, like, you know, the idea of podcast is so fascinating, but I think most of the brands, they don't make a good plan. That's what I would say, lack of consistency, right? They think like, okay, I'll do six episode podcast and then I'll think about, but what about after six episodes, right? Or like, if you're doing a bi-weekly podcast, like six episodes is like a three-month podcast. So what about after three months? Because your audience will be there, like they want to listen. So how do you become consistent? You can't post an episode today and like not post anything for two months. And then on the third month, you come and post another episode and think that it would work. I think lack of consistency and uh, high quality content most of the podcasts tend to fail because of that. And number two is promotion. Like most people think having podcast and just living it out there will work automatically. So I always tell them that you always need to have a promotional plan, right? Whenever you have a podcast, always think about promoting it before you launch the podcast, during the launch, and even after the launch, you have to keep doing that. Otherwise, podcast is not going to work. And then they think like, oh my God, like we need to do so much of promotion. We don't have that much of time. So it's not time consuming. It takes like literally 10 minutes to post something. So I, you know, there's a long tactic how we do it. I can, I get into details of how time, it's how it's not that time consuming as it sounds. 
So this is another one. And I think third one is lack of engagement and interactions, right? So successful podcasts, like they often build a community by encouraging uh, listeners engagement. Like you need to have that question and answer segment, like guest interaction, have a social media group, have like call to action after each episode. I think when a brand is making a podcast, when they don't follow all these steps, this is how or why most of the podcasts do fail. And then I think another important thing is it's very essential to identify who the right audience is, right? So who who am I dedicating this podcast to? Who my target audience is? I think those things are very important even before you plan to have a podcast. And I think at last, another important aspect would be audio quality and production, of course. Like if the audio quality or the production quality is like really poor or if it's inconsistent, if there's a lot of technical issues, then of course your podcast would fail too. But this is like the last one. I think all the above mentioned one, like lack of inconsistent promotion, lack of engagement, failure to target the right audiences. If you don't focus on these, these are the reasons podcast fail. John, would you want to add yeah. something else here? I definitely am going to add that you, you covered the big ones. I'll add a few more. Before I add more though, we have a few questions that came in. So one person is asking, when you say promote a podcast before release, are you referring to a brand new show or individual episodes? Do you have a take on that, Akriti? Yeah. When I'm saying before the launch, it's like, you know, for example, like if I'm a real estate company and if my podcast is coming out, like I will have that recording, right? Like a short recording of like, hey, this podcast is about a real estate and uh, we'll be launching in two weeks or something like that. We need to like promote that like through your email list or like, you know, if you have like a, a whichever active social media platform you have, you need to let your audience know there that like in two weeks time, your podcast is coming. So that is what I mean before even the launch that just to let your audience know that there's a podcast that's coming and they need to know like what the podcast theme is, what you're going to focus on. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about yeah. before the promotion. So when you talk about brand new show, or sorry, new show versus individual episodes, obviously before the podcast launches, it's going to be about the show and we're so, launching yeah. a podcast. Here's what it's about. It's high level. It's almost like a master brand type promotion versus mm -hmm. once you get into actual episodes, you can certainly get into the episodes and the stories there. So we have a podcast, for example, a very popular podcasts with guests that tell stories on a certain subject in each episode. And we will do social media posts about those guests and their stories. And then we'll say, hey, if you want to hear more, or if you want to hear the full story or the unfiltered version, click here to listen to the podcast. And it's a very seamless transition for those people that want to dig in more to that particular story or that particular guest. I think one of the points I have on my list of what things people do wrong is they think about podcasts like orphans and almost like, you know, we we have all this stuff over here and then there's the ugly stepchild over there. And that's <laughs> really the wrong way to think about it. If you have a social media platform or platforms and you have an email list, maybe you have an SMS list, maybe you have a newsletter, whatever those things are, the podcast is its own 
content element that ties into those other things. So you need to be talking about the podcast on social, just like you're talking about, you know, your your podcast in email, or you're talking about the fact that you have a TikTok following on your podcast. And so if you blend these things together, what starts to happen is you cross-pollinate your listeners and people can just choose which rabbit hole they want to go down. They can design the game for themselves. Like, oh, I read this article, then I listened to the podcast, and now I'm going to go read this longer form blog post that you wrote about it. So you really have to think about it like a holistic reader journey. It's not like individuals say, hey, I'm only going to get my information from podcasts from now on, or I'm only yeah. going to read emails. Like when you go down a rabbit hole, it just becomes whatever, wherever you can consume that information, that's where you get it from. I want to add something here. Like, you know, the question, like whoever asked that question, he said, is it before or after, right? After, before the launch of the podcast or each episode, there's like there's a whole long strategy about how to create more meaningful content from each episode, right? So once your episode is going to release, you can like pull valuable sound bites, convert them into thumb stopping code cards, share them in LinkedIn or Twitter, like do polls. Polls work amazing in Twitter and LinkedIn, like create a teaser Q&A, right, for an upcoming episode to help promote and like spun interest for your audience. So there's so much you can do even after the launch of your episode for promoting each episode. When we use all of these tactics, I think the podcast really works well and it drives ROI that people yeah, are looking for. is referring to, uh, to our playbook. So at Influicity, because we make so many podcasts and we've kind of got a rinse and repeat cycle. So we know what platforms will work. For example, some brands are like, oh, should I push this podcast on TikTok? Or should I do a, a video, a complimentary video version? It's like, we know what you should actually do and what's a waste of time, but it's very brand specific. So when working with brand A, we'll say, hey, here's the playbook you follow. And of course, we'll do it, but this is the one we're going to follow versus something else. We're of course giving broad answers here because we're talking to a big audience. But depending on which category you're in, of course, it'll diverge a little bit. Somebody's asking where we can find the report you're referencing and will we receive a recording of this podcast? So Akriti, where, what, what's the actual name of the report? Do you have the name of that report? Yeah, it's called IAB.com. If you go there, they have a whole... Well, that, that's the website. So yeah, IAB.com is the Interactive Advertising Bureau. What's the name of the report though? Do you know? If you don't, uh, that's fine. Yeah, I think it's called US Podcast Advertising Revenue Study. Okay, perfect. In terms of a recording of this event, we throw them on our YouTube at some point, not very quickly, but at some point this will show up on our YouTube and our podcast, which is called Modern Marketing. We drop these there sometimes. So they're really live events meant to come to. So we generally don't release or tell you when we're going to release this stuff. For, for those who don't show up, they miss it. Okay. Let's talk about a few more things that don't work. So a big one that you didn't mention at Creedy, and this is probably my favorite because it's the one that's so easy to get wrong, is mm -hmm. choosing the wrong host. Yeah. Um, podcasts are really a cult of personality. And picking the wrong host for your show is just putting yourself at a severe disadvantage before you've even started. So when I talk about the right host, what I'm saying is, who is somebody who's going to be both authoritative enthusiastic, entertaining, and fun to listen to, and also going to have the time and the energy to do it week in, week out, month in, month out, whatever your frequency is. And so let me break each of those down. 
So being entertaining on the mic is a super important piece. The only people who can get away without being entertaining on the mic are those who have such a massive global profile or such a massive profile that you don't mind being bored to death when you're listening to them because you know this is the one cardiac or uh, you know heart surgeon who knows this one thing and you have to listen to that person talk about it or this is the one you know this is the head of the federal reserve and you've got to listen to you know to to the chair of the federal reserve so those are people that can get away with not entertaining but in general if you're going to be getting someone's attention for 30 minutes or an hour a week in their earbuds you're going to have to be entertaining. Authority is something else. Do you actually know what you're talking about? And those can be two different things. So what happens if you have an authority figure who's not very entertaining? Well, what you do is you pair them with a co-host who is entertaining, who can drive the conversation forward, who can oftentimes jump in with questions and act as what we call the voice of the listener. So like, hey, I'm curious to know about this. Why don't you tell me about it? And of course, that's what 99% of the listeners are also interested in. So this is a common format when you want to have both expertise and entertainment, and you can't find someone who has both. If you can find someone that has both, awesome. But frankly, it's not always possible. When we're doing a legal podcast or an accounting podcast, and the CEO of the accounting firm, who's our client, wants to be the host of the podcast, we will often pair them with someone else because that way... A, they don't have to do a whole lot of prep work. They're just answering questions the whole time, really. They're going to be much more entertaining. And it creates a more of a fun dynamic. The last point is about commitment and consistency. So this going back to the example I just gave, you want to have your CEO host the podcast. Okay, is she or he going to be available to record this thing every week or available for one or two weeks a year to record 30 episodes? So thinking about that as well, oftentimes what, what people will say is like, oh, we're going to have uh, our our head of this massive department you know, at a 10,000-person company. The GM of this 2,000-head department is going to record this. And it's like, okay, they have time next week, but are they going to have time for the next three, four years? What if this thing's a hit? Like, Is this, is this going to be your host? So again, in that case, why not have them as a regular guest, but have another host, and that way you could rotate. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity. Since 2015, we've been building brand communities that drive revenue. First, we did it through influencers. Then we added podcasts. Today, we work with world-class brands to build, optimize, and run breakthrough programs that create and capture demand. It's time to stop renting your influence and start owning it. Learn more at Influicity.com. Last point I'll make on this, people will say, can you change hosts? So can the podcast just change hosts every week? And that would be like saying, you know... Take a daytime talk show, like take Oprah. What if Oprah just wasn't there half the time? What if Howard Stern just didn't show up half the time? That wouldn't be very good. So no, generally speaking, you want to have a host that people know and love and are interested in listening to because that's what's going to keep them showing up. I feel like I just rambled on the host. Anything to add to, to the host, Akriti? No, I think you nailed it. If you don't have a regular host, if you keep changing host, I don't think so. The podcast will sound exactly the same or like, you know it'll hold the same value that it holds every week. If you keep changing it, I don't think so. It's a consistent thing there. So I think having one host is, if you're know, if you not confident, then maybe like in a season, right? Like, okay, for season one, you can have, then if you want to change during season two, that's a different story, but changing every week is not a good idea at all. That's another tactic. So pro tip for all those listening up, if you want to have somebody host the podcast, but you almost want to have an audition or a trial, just call it a season. 
And then yeah. that way you could say, hey, for season two, we're having so-and-so. And that way, you're not hurting anybody's feelings. The audience isn't going to start asking questions. Hey, what happened to, to, to Jim? I thought he was the host. No, no. He was the season one host. So that that's yeah. a little way to... Uh, it's the same reason restaurants have specials because we're we're not ready to put it on the menu yet, but it's our special this month. Yeah. So that that's something you can do if you're not sure about the host. One more thing I'll say just on my list here. So I have wrong host, inconsistent schedule, orphan treatment, which I already talked about. Another one here that doesn't come up but is actually like really important is your podcast is just boring. So one of the stats we always hear are, you know, oh, but John Acredi, I want to do a podcast, but there's 4 million podcasts on Spotify. Like I don't want to be part of the 4 million. And my thought is, have you ever listened to half these podcasts? They're garbage. Like they're, you know, I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, audio quality might suck and whatever, it's like a person on a microphone talking about stuff that no one cares about, or two people on a microphone that have no chemistry. And half the time they're just rambling about like random things in the room that are going on. Like this is not top rated entertainment people. So when you hear the number 4 million podcasts, make the assumption that. 95% are trash cuz cuz they are you know the barriers to entry aren't very high most of them probably don't have more than 10 episodes like they're just abandoned podcasts they still get counted in the numbers but they haven't been published in 4 years and look at the top 5%, right? Look at the top of the charts and see what they're doing. That's who you're competing with. Anybody who's not in the top 50 of their category isn't really a player. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe they're a player because they have a small audience, but a very dedicated audience. And so that's fine. I'm not suggesting. But if you look at the top 50 of a, of a category, say business and finance or science and technology, look at those podcasts and tell yourself, those are the ones I'm competing with. Those are the ones that, that I'm actually going to be a part of. If we thought about all the businesses in the world, you know, there's I don't know how many millions of businesses, therefore I'm not going to be in business or I'm not going to market my product. You're always playing in a sea of clutter, but the point is that you are good enough to stand out. And it's the same thing with podcasts. So my my that's a long-winded way of saying being boring is not good. And then the definition of boring, depending on your category, could be different, right? So something that's interesting to an accountant, to that audience that you're talking to, might not be as interesting to a sports enthusiast, someone who wants to listen to you know the latest uh, sports scores, but you've got to think about that. That's also, Akrita, you made a good point earlier about thinking about who your target audience is. I've got some thoughts on that, but do you want to talk about how, how, what's the approach to actually nailing your target listener? I think uh, when it comes to your target listener, even before you start, you need to know, right? Like, who am I targeting? Like, if I start talking about target audience, I might like go more into like ABM strategy because, you know, like how um, I'm actually not trying to talk about ABM, but it kind of gets tied up. Talk, here talk because... about ABM. So for those, because there actually is a very strong account-based marketing play with podcasts. So why don't yeah. we take it there and we'll come back in a second to choosing your audience. But how does podcast, how do podcasts play into account-based marketing? Yeah. So like, you know, it's like tied up like here, like when we talk about account-based marketing and why podcast is so great for ABM is like, it gives you like podcast gives you that targeted reach, right? Because ABM really focuses on specific target accounts or industries like, and with podcast, I think you can create that content that directly addresses the interest, pain points and challenges of your target accounts. So it's similar to this, like, you know, this is the same strategy when you think about your target audience, any company thinking about the target audience for their podcast is like, 
who am I addressing it to? What are their interests? What's the interest of my target audience? What are their pain points? What challenges are they facing, right? So we combine all that. Like this is one of the strategy of ABM. Next is like thought leadership and expertise. That's what I would say. And then podcast is again, a platform that really showcases industry expertise and thought leadership. And I think this would really help any brand build credibility and foster trust within their target accounts. So this is number two, when you are focusing on ABM. And then third is multi-channel integration. Like podcasts can be integrated into a broader ABM strategy, which includes like multiple touch points, right? Like you can repurpose podcast content into blog posts, like we said, social media snippets or emails, newsletter. So that all helps you like create a cohesive and consistent brand experience across various channels. So this integration really strengthens your ABM effort and it reinforces your messaging. So it's a great, like, I think podcast is one of the greatest thing that you can focus on if you're focusing on ABM. Yeah. So ABM, just to expand on that a little bit, if you had an account-based marketing strategy, so let's just say you're marketing, you're a business marketer, and you're marketing to a set of buyers where there's a group of people on the other side that are making that buying decision. It's not just one person, but it's, let's say, 15 people that you're selling to at different levels. A podcast in that case would come into play as follows. Here's a sample strategy. I'm going to give you one of the playbooks that we use, and there's a bunch of them. So one of the playbooks is you get a person on that buying team as a guest on your podcast. So now you have a guest on your podcast who is on the other side and you're going to ask them a bunch of questions. You're using it almost at like a sales discovery meeting, but you're making it interesting. You're making it about them. What do you do? What's important to you? What strategies work for you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then that person is probably going to share that piece of collateral, that podcast episode with the wider group, with the other 15 people. So now they get to know you. You, of course, it's almost like the Trojan horse, right? It's like, now you're on the inside. Now you have a piece of content on the inside. You're in the ears of the other 15 people that are making that buying decision. And this is one really powerful element of having a podcast. The other thing that, that tends to happen in that case, same example, is your podcast will have many episodes. So you'll have 50 episodes of other conversations that you've had with other people who are in similar or maybe even competitive industries with that same person. And now these people are understanding, oh, this 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 company that I'm listening to right now is really a thought leader. This person, you know, uh, Steve over here, who's hosting this podcast that my colleague was on, has actually had many conversations like this. And they're really an expert. So it can serve so many purposes, not only bringing you closer to your prospective clients, but getting bringing your prospective clients closer to how you think. And that's really powerful in account-based marketing. Let's jump back to picking your target audience. So I, I'm going to... I'll give you my take here and you can add anything if you'd like. So we, we think about it like an ICP, an ideal customer profile or an avatar. So who is the ideal avatar listener to this podcast? And what exactly are they tuning in for? And the more you can drill down here, the more you can hit the bullseye of your exact listener. And what I'm talking about is... Let's just say I'm, I'm doing a podcast for marketers. because, And I'm only saying that because we have a podcast called Modern Marketing. So who is that for? Well, the podcast Modern Marketing is for somebody who works at a company that has a actual marketing function. So it's not like a, you know, a small 
seven person company where there's nobody who actually does the marketing, right? It's more like if you if you're at a business and you have let's say a marketing department of at least call it three people and you're spending money on things like Facebook ads and Google ads and billboards or radio ads or you know whatever whatever you're buying, the podcast modern marketing is there to teach you some insight or teach you some interesting thing in a quick bite that you would be interested to know. Okay, so why did we make it a quick bite? Originally, modern marketing was long conversations. Every episode was like 35 minutes. And then what I started to think when I was making this podcast, I thought, you know, the people listening to this don't necessarily have 35 minutes. A lot of them are not even commuting to work anymore. They're working from home, right? This is the the, the laptop class like me. And so what are they doing? Well, they're at home. What's a more digestible time frame? Well, maybe not 35 minutes, maybe more like 9 to 12 minutes. Uh, they can go for a quick walk or they can you know, listen while they're taking the dog out or taking their kids to school or something. And so we decided to go shorter episodes to really fit that avatar. We decided to get right into the question. So at first, we were doing questions like, hey, tell me about yourself. Tell us about your background. And I realized you know, people don't want to spend the first six minutes of a podcast hearing about someone's resume. It's interesting, but only after this person has delivered some value. So the first thing we say on the on the Modern Marketing Podcast episodes is, what's the insight that you want to share? Or share your insight. And we know ahead of time because we do a, a screening call, so we know what they're going to talk about. And we get them right into the value. So it's like short episode, value upfront, and the value is very relevant. So we're also sticking with themes. Generally speaking, we're not going to release two episodes in a row talking about the exact same thing. So if we talk about AI one week, maybe the next week we talk about storytelling. And the next week we talk about TikTok ads. And the next week we talk about something totally different. And so we're going we're gonna to make sure we have a variety. So even if two or three people talk about the same thing, that's okay. We'll spread them out. So those are a few things that go into picking an avatar. Something that is short episodes, value upfront, and a good variety is different from a long form. So if you want to, if you were saying, well, I'm going to do a marketing podcast, but it's going to be an hour and 10 minutes long, and I'm going to interview the CMOs of Fortune 500 companies. Great. That's a that's a marketing podcast, but it's a whole different listener that's going to tune into that versus mine. So these are some things that you think about when you go into podcast development. And this is all pretty surface level, but at least you guys get the idea. So let's wrap up with a conversation around because you do so much discussion. Oh, I just got a question here. So I'll get to that in a second, Akriti. But you do so much discussions with clients around new podcasts they're developing. I know you're, you're doing, we're doing a podcast now with a, a very big home builder and they're, they're going through host selection, they're going through guest selection, topic selection. What are some of the hurdles you, you come across that sort of prevent a brand from getting a podcast off the ground, even when they know it's the right thing to do? What, what's holding them back? I think one of the main thing is host selection. Like some people are so stuck with host, like, you know, if they go, if they're choosing something, somebody from the internal team, that's fine. But if some of uh, like for the home builder who wants an influencer host, they're so stuck up sometimes like, okay, I have this, this is what I have in my mind and this is what I want. And sometimes that influencer host doesn't even, you know, speak the language that they're actually looking for. Like, you know, it's not fit for the brand. And I think it's always about the host that really takes a lot of time and podcast just like gets delayed by three months. For one of our clients, like we are two months late just because of a host, because they just don't want to change the idea. And I think when you're looking for a host, it's very important to see like, 
it's not just about how many numbers of followers they have, right? It's more about whether that person is fit for your brand. I tell that to my clients all the time. And sometimes like somebody just from your internal team might do a great job too. Like, you know, they might be completely fit to do that. But I think that's where most of my clients like waste their time is deciding on the host. Yeah. And and you know what? It's if they're gonna waste their time on, on something, that's a that's a good place to go. But but yeah. to your point, there's also I I know the situation you're talking about and all the host suggestions were actually quite strong. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of of sort of not not wanting to nail something down. So of course you have to make a decision at a certain point. We had a question just about what I was talking about. If you launch right into the questions, when do you introduce your guest or give their profile? I find you need to promote the guest too in order for them to join a show. Absolutely, you need to you need to promote your guest and you also need to set context. If you jump right into the conversation without announcing who you're talking to and they have no credibility, and the audience doesn't know who you're talking to, that that wouldn't be very good also. I'd encourage you to just go to the Modern Marketing Podcast and hear how we do it. We have a very quick format for introducing the guest and getting into value. So, so check out the, the Modern Marketing Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. Akriti, that was uh, that was a very good session. I guess the the last thought that I'll share is uh, on a podcast is when you're doing a podcast, what I find is that a lot of people look at it as though it's a very big undertaking. And the reality is it's pretty low risk from an undertaking standpoint because what it, what you're effectively doing is you're you're starting with it's a, I mean ultimately what it is is a conversation. So you need to invest in a good quality microphone and a good quality camera if you're doing a, a video companion, which I always recommend because YouTube is a phenomenal way to promote your podcast. You know, Investing in some equipment and some talent, and the talent could just be yourself or a colleague speaking into a microphone and getting it out there on you know, a, quick, a, a quick and dirty method, I'd recommend that that be your thought process. Obviously, if you're going to put more more money into it or more of an investment into it the clients we're working with you know they're they're a little bigger and so they want to actually put something out there that is of value to to their audience from from the get go but you can experiment with podcasts pretty quickly without much you know, without without much of a hassle and without much of a of a commitment, just to see if it's something that works for you. I find that if you go into the process thinking about it like a huge undertaking to begin with, it's it can be intimidating before you even start. So every podcast that we've ever done at Influicity, we we try to make it as quick and simple of an onboarding as possible. And then when the client realizes how painless it is, at least on their side, because we're doing all the heavy lifting, they sort of say, okay, this this works and it gets better and better each time. And that's the other thing. Always remember that episode one is going to sound very different from episode seven, from episode 15, from episode 25. People want to perfect it before they launch it. And that almost never, never works. You have to launch something and it gets better and better over time. It's it's a craft that improves the more you do it, not by thinking and talking and and uh, and you know um, planning about it behind the scenes. You have to actually do it and and, and it evolves from there. All right, guys, thanks for joining. Uh, there's a few more questions coming in now. I will answer them. I'll type the answers out after we end this show. We've got our podcast, Modern Marketing. Join us wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, uh, you can find us uh, across social media at Influicity. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Modern Marketing. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity, empowering marketers to build customer communities that drive revenue. We create massive demand via social, influencer, content, paid media, and of course, podcast. Learn more at influicity.com.